Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. I'm Rebecca Plum, your big sister. And I'm Sean Serha, your GBF. We're not that hot or that young. But we believe it's a state of mind that helps us build adaptable and profitable businesses. We rely on the support of our design besties to get through each day. So let's explore the emotional, practical, and humorous sides of being interior designers. Welcome to the club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? It is Pinterest day, which oh, yes. I didn't know it was an actual day, but I just made that up. Wait. Oh, I was like, wait, is oh. there like a real, does Pinterest They're have probably, like a, a, a fake holiday? I mean, they probably do, right? If tacos know. get a holiday, then Pinterest can <laughs> right. have a holiday. <laughs> so we've been like really getting into Pinterest lately for a very, very good reason. I have been doing it personally, so we're going to be talking about that a lot today. But you want to tell the audience what we've been up to around there? Yeah. So hotties, you may or may not have seen that we launched our first hottie homeroom product, which is courses and just pieces of our shop that allow us to work with partners and bring more to you that's outside of the experience level that Rebecca and I can provide because you know we don't know everything and we're still figuring it all out. So that's a place for us to One do One of it. us doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> One of us claims not to. <laughs> and like the Hottie Homeroom products are going to be a way for us to be able to bring more to you to help with that through industry experts and 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 you know subject matter experts. And our first one that we launched is our Pinterest for Interior Designers Masterclass. Yes, we've been asked before to do some education around it, and it's not intuitive to us anymore. So we really wanted to bring an expert on. And oh my god, this class is. I don't know. I can't explain exactly, but it's like uncovering these jewels that I didn't know were even there to be discovered, really. Like nuggets of wisdom, I guess. Yeah. Or staring staring at you in plain sight and you were just like, oh, that's why that's there. So that's been fun to explore. But also also just like practices, like best practices. And it's it's honestly just a different way of thinking. It's a kind of a big mindset shift from like Instagram, if that's what you're used to. So we'll be talking about that more today, but we go into really deep details in the masterclass. So module one is already been done and it's live to, well, they're both ready. They're both purchased as one thing. You explain it. (laughs) You buy them together. It's two part session is what Rebecca is saying. So part one, we already recorded live and the recording and all the materials from session one are already in the shop as soon as you buy it. And then session two, we're about to have the live session in early December. And after that live session, all the recording and the workbooks for that are there because this was really too much to put into just like one hour-long session. There really are a lot of key components for designers. So we we broke it up into two sessions, but it's all part of one product that you buy in the shop. So if you're listening today, you can purchase it and be on the second module so you can catch up live. Yes. So without further ado, should we bring the actual expert on? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Okay, we would like to introduce today. We have Leah Reinert, our partner in this masterclass and Pinterest expert. Hi, hey, Leah. Guys. Hey, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for spending so much time with us. I know. Oh, I love spending time with you guys. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's been like a bit of a journey for us all, like mostly for us because we're like getting our eyes opened and minds blown with all of this information. But 
no, it's I've been really fun. Good, good. I'm glad you have. No, it's been a really fun journey. It's been a, a great experience so far. So. so do you want to tell our audience just a little bit about yourself and how you began your Pinterest journey? Sure. Well, in a nutshell, I'm a farm girl from Iowa. I'm fifth generation family farm. And I went to school for animal science and all things farming and was in the ag industry for quite a while. And and yes, I can drive a tractor and a combine and all that good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I, and I still do. I love it. But about six, five years ago, we had a really weird thing happen. Our house, I, I actually, my husband and I and our, our daughter live in the farmhouse that I grew up in. And we got really sick and it turned out that our hundred year old farmhouse had a leak in it that we didn't know. And the house got full of mold and we got really sick. So we, we tried to remediate several times and it just kept coming back and we got sicker and sicker. So we eventually had to just burn the house down and like literally left all of our possessions inside and you literally away from it. it. Yep. <gasps> Left everything in because mold spores get into anything porous. So we yeah. couldn't take furniture. We couldn't take books, Any anything like oh that, God. any of it. Oh so God, we, happened? yeah, it was quite an experience to say the least. And we rebuilt in the same spot. So through that process, I started sharing my experience and blogging and whatnot. And then I stumbled across Pinterest and how I could use Pinterest to share that experience and get people to my blog posts and whatnot. And then from there, it just kind of exploded. And I started helping other people with their Pinterest marketing. And I've been doing it for five years now. And that's I am exclusively a Pinterest marketing agency. And I love my favorite niche to help people with is anything to do with homes, home builders, interior designers, woodworkers, all that good stuff. That's my favorite. So yeah, that's my story. Crazy. Oh, I didn't know that part. That is mm-hmm. crazy. But also what a amazing thing that you got, you made something and a new career out of like a devastating life event, which really inspiring. It, it was a, it was a pretty, yeah, a really emotional, quite an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the part we're ignoring is how all the negative emotions that come up with all of that until you get to the positive ending or, you know, but having to let go of a family home and and do all of that, but also Everything, living with I being mean, unhealthy. Yeah. Well, and it's like you think you hear about people's homes burning down and having no control over that. And it, I mean, you didn't ultimately have control, but just how devastating that would be but you actually had you knew it was coming which is even weirder like it was it was really hard because we we were so sick we had to move out before they could actually demo the day of the demo of the house and I remember the night before I mean this is the house that I grew up in and then came back with my husband and my daughter and you know and I remember the night before it was to be demoed and I just stood outside that house and I just cried because of, of all the memories and all the you know all the things but yeah. it it's really been an eye-opening experience in so many ways and opened up so many doors so yeah a blessing in the end yeah there's like a greater plan in place sometimes that we have to yeah. give ourselves over to yeah. and and for for designers who are listening, something like they may not know that, like how much work you put into your own. So we'll link your own Pinterest because you've had so many ideas that you've built 
in your Pinterest that is separate from what you do for your clients too. But like you've had a really long journey of sharing what you're doing for your home and starting over, but also helping to collect more. And Mm -hmm. I don't, it's really hard to express like how much work goes into it. But I think designers who are listening will understand when we say that your your Pinterest has 11,000 followers and 1.1 million monthly views, which is like for most of us astounding. Like we... (laughs) That's that's astounding to so many of us because we just don't see how, how do we get to that place and what do we do? So that's part of what we know is if you're doing it right for yourself and doing it right for other clients, there you know, it's time to pay attention. It's time to figure out why <laughs> why are we paying so much time and attention on Pinterest? Yeah. Yeah, and like I was saying, it's just not what I thought. I was supposed to be doing. I mean, I'll admit I wasn't doing a lot or like paying a lot of <laughs> putting a lot of effort into it. But even if I had, it would not be doing it the way that you have proven works. So just like the last couple of days, I had a collaboration recently and one of the deliverables was to create a pin. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do Leah's way. And I like tried going in and looking for the parent interest keywords. All of this is explained, you guys, in the module one. So I literally did this last night. Okay, this is not impressive, but I have seven (laughs) clicks on a pin that (laughs) I've had other pins on here for years that have zero clicks. Right. Sure. So it's kind... And I did two. So I'm testing two different pins with two different colors and two different hooks. And one's working better than the other. Good for you. That's awesome. I love that you're testing. That's so I'm interested great. in seeing how it goes and um, yes. keeping adding on to my keywords because I still have a lot of research to do. Again, part of the module. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of exciting. <laughs> and to just see, I don't know, it's like elves working in the background kind of. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I love that. You know, like I'm not like engaging and clicking on other people's stuff and doing all this other stuff you have to do in Instagram to stay Relevant, relevant and keep your yeah. going. I, I think that's what really drove so much of this for us in the beginning was pre-doing this, we were like, oh, Pinterest is just where we like drop stuff for projects, which is part of I want to acknowledge to every designer if you're thinking like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. It's oh yeah, totally still do that. Still still collect inspiration, still get your imagery, like use it to find creative things. That's great. What we're talking about here is really that Pinterest is also a lead generator for our businesses. And that is separate from just gathering creative and inspiration. So it really requires us splitting Pinterest into kind of two mindsets for ourselves. And that can be hard for... It was hard for me to kind of put this little dotted line down the middle for myself of, hold on, it's also a mood board and a pin board and a creative space. And that there is that. But it also should be helping me to drive traffic and build my business. So I think that was the first mindset shift that we had to put ourselves in. So Leah, maybe start with... Can you talk to us a little bit about this idea? You use this term of optimizing your Pinterest, which is like optimizing a board, optimizing a pin, and optimizing a description. Can you talk a little bit about what that means and just kind of a high level of how that works? Sure. Well, you know, with your Pinterest... there's really no, I like to say you can't break it. I'm always telling people, don't be afraid to push (laughs) buttons. You can't break it. So Hmm. you should use it for your inspiration. You should use it for your mood boards. And, but you also should use it to help 
people find you and drive them back to your website. And in order to do that, there are things that we can do. Optimize our account, optimize our boards and our pin titles and our descriptions to help pinners find us in that Pinterest algorithm to help our content resonate and communicate with the Pinterest algorithm that, hey, we understand your verbiage that you're using, your language, and we're speaking the same language. And therefore, you should show my content to pinners that are searching for that. Because Pinterest is really... I always say it's like a visual Google. It's a search engine with this huge visual component. And so when I say let's optimize your account and optimize your boards and your pins. It's really about, you know, trying to get get the most out of it we possibly can by getting all the little, you know, I's and T's crossed and dotted. So yeah, and that's kind of where we started with module 1 and we did have a few designers in the course, myself included, who like Sean was saying described I have a ton of private secret boards which I know the algorithm <laughs> can't see and I use them for client work and we have our little sections and I do, you know, living room, dining room. And you kind of explained how that's just not useful for Pinterest. But one thing that was exciting was like, we can kind of release those pins into an optimized flow and we got that going so you can learn how to do that. So my new process is I'm just going to still do it my little way that I've been doing it for clients, but then like work on these optimized boards where like when I'm ready to release them to the wild, they'll do something for me, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's and that's the whole that's the whole point of Pinterest is yeah, you need you can use it as a tool for your business to help you in your business and then you can also use it as a tool to market your business. So it definitely can be both, you know, used in both ways. And that content that we're using in both of those places can work for us in both of those places. Yeah, I'm thinking more about so those pins that I made yesterday. There's this the other thing that we have to think about is we create we have created pins. So those are like studio plum pins that actively invite a pinner to go somewhere on my site, most likely versus the inspiration pens that someone else made. So the how do those work hand in hand? Because you're not telling us only create your own custom pens and only pin those, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I really encourage people to repin other people's content to your boards. It also helps signal to Pinterest that, hey, let's say we're talking about a kitchen board and I see something of both of yours that I really love. I can pin that to my kitchen board and that helps signal to Pinterest that, hey, Leah is, you know, interested in this kitchen content and this is even the, the style that she's interested in. And that helps up prop my content up as well. So definitely, you know, sharing other people's content, it only helps. It doesn't hurt. If they're relevant to each other, especially. If they're right? relevant, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that really, there were quite a few kind of those aha light bulb moments that happened while we were working on this and developing it because the weird part was Rebecca and I were like the beta testers. So we were looking at it from, oh, we're going to have to put it up in a shop. But also I need to understand this too, because I'm going to, I'm going to use it as a designer. And I don't know why it didn't hit me before that this sort of the idea of, I'm sorry, I'm like, my words are hard today, but the idea that creating this 
visual identity and creating cohesion between the stuff that inspires us and the things that we're interested in on Pinterest is also sort of a calling card to the potential client that we're trying to speak to of we're trying to find the people who like what we like and want what to do projects like we enjoy and pin and that Pinterest is a place to start building that recognition that they see what we like and what we do and bring them like into our sphere if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I was speaking with somebody the other day and and she's in a little more of the DIY sector, but she loves painting. And so mm-hmm. she's, oh, have you ever heard of this certain kind of paint? And I was like, no. And she's, well, it's on my Pinterest all the time. It's always popping up. And I'm like, well, do you search paint a lot on Pinterest? And she's, <laughs> well, yeah, I do. And I'm like, well, that's why. Because yeah, it's, it is. It's kind of creating, you know, it, it's trying to create an audience around the kind of content that you save and you produce, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. When you were saying that, Sean, it made me think, you know, how we're always kind of recommending that you don't repost other designers' work on your Instagram feed. This is like their place for you to do that. So there are accounts on Instagram that all they do is repost inspiration photos. Some do it well, some do it a little bit shadily, maybe. Everyone has opinions about that, but... (laughs) This is like a (laughs) little hot take, (laughs) but this is like the safe way to do it and create this kind of, it's like world building of what rent set interiors, kitchen fantasy looks like. Right. Absolutely. Peppered in with the anchor post that you create that will drive people to your website or consultations or whatever. Yeah. It gets really confusing on platforms like Instagram When designers are sharing stuff, it's very confusing for a potential client to understand what's theirs and what's someone else's. And I, we just know that we know that happens, but it also feels a little bit confusing or maybe deceptive is kind of what our hot take on that has been. And so we personally try not to do things like that on our feeds, but Pinterest gives you a place to be able to do more of that. Even if you, even if you have a big portfolio or especially if you don't have a big portfolio. Pinterest is a great place to show people the stuff you like and you know the style that you want to work within or create for people. And I think that's really exciting when I imagine how little I can do of that on a platform like Instagram or Facebook. Hey, Sean. I don't know about you, but Pinterest has been on my to-do list of I got to figure out how to use it again for literally years. <laughs> it's definitely one of those things that if you've just been using it as a brain dump location, you're not using it right. Yeah, Pinterest is not just for inspo anymore, although that's still there. It can be super strategic and actually get you new clients. Yes. So we're sort of reframing the thought process around Pinterest with our very first Hottie Homeroom course, Pinterest for Interior Designers Masterclass. It's two-parter, so you get both sessions for the same price. And if you can catch the live session, we recommend it. Otherwise, it's going to be recorded and available to watch on your own. But you also get two workbooks that really are going to show you the step-by-step of everything we talk about. Yes. And we've partnered with our Pinterest expert, Leah Reiner, and she's really power-packed the courses so that way you can optimize everything that you're doing to make Pinterest work for you to drive new traffic and help generate more leads for your business. 
you're not just listening to us talk about blah, blah, blah. Here's why Pinterest is great. Yes, we have an actual expert who does this day (laughs) in and day out. And she's going to be showing us all the details and how-tos. Yep, you got it. How to find trends, how to put them in captions to get people to read them. And probably the best part for me was realizing that Pinterest pins stay active for months, sometimes years longer than what the Instagram algorithm does. And you don't have to show up and show your face like you do on Instagram. (laughs) I know some of you don't want to do that. So it's a way to get yourself out there without getting yourself out there. Exactly. So head to shop.hotingdesignersclub.com and learn more about our Pinterest for Interior Designers Masterclass. See you there, hotties. So, okay, then that brings me to, we have a few questions we've gotten from friends or other designers about this. So we're going to do a little bit of like FAQs to you. What, so if a designer does not have a huge portfolio, so like you've said, like it's obvious if you have a huge portfolio of beautiful images, you should be like creating some pins and driving people to your website. But if you don't have that yet, what should a designer do? So. I think the one of the hardest things with Pinterest, it's not hard, but when you start marketing on Pinterest, you have to kind of like, I don't know, I always say you have to retrain your brain and you have to think about things in different ways. And, you know, how can I, how can I take one piece of content and, and fold it in different directions? So even if you have a small portfolio, I, everybody always asks, so I need to have a blog. You don't need to have a blog, but the more you unique URLs you can get on your website, the more pins you can create for those URLs. Because basically, every time you publish a pin to Pinterest, we want to attach a unique URL to it. Because that's the whole point. Somebody sees it and they click on it and it brings you back to their website, right? And when you say unique, you mean not necessarily the homepage of your site. Right. Correct. It's I'm, kind of I'm talking about, yeah, not your homepage URL and not just studioplum.com backsplash blog. So not one of your navigation URLs, like a more specific, unique URL. And so a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't want to write blogs. I'm like, you don't have to do anything extensive. I mean, you can take a pick or two, or you can do a roundup or you can do, you know, a simple, Hey, this, this bathroom is this style. And there's maybe two photos on there. It doesn't have to be extensive, but if you can create, I almost call them like micro blogs, Mm -hmm. uh, that gives you those URLs to be able to attach to more pins to send to Pinterest. So I do, I do encourage you to have some kind of a, a blog. You can also, you can make pins for your press content and you should, you know, if you're published in, you know, House Beautiful or something, you should be promoting that and you can totally link, make pins for that and link it back to your press page, um, your about page, your service page, your opt-in. So if you have an email opt-in, like what's your interior design style or what's, you know, what color paint color should you be using? Whatever you're using for your opt-in, you absolutely should be making pins that lead people to that opt-in. So you don't have to have a huge portfolio to be active on your Pinterest account. But you should be doing something on your website. (laughs) Yeah. Ideally, it's not just like, call me. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So we talked, when I was having a conversation with you last week, we talked about this press idea and 
we kind of had gotten into a conversation about it because if I link a feature that I was in an online publication from Pinterest, if it go, it could go to my slash press page, but you're saying that's not unique enough, probably. So if I link it to the article, then it's bypassing my website, which also kind of is a bummer. So we talked about this idea of back to the microblog, and I did it. I created one where it's just a quick blog post that just has a picture of the article cover, one paragraph, and a link out. So I'll then pin that. It'll take me there, take them to my blog page, and I should be having a little call to action in each of those blogs of really what I want them to do. Book a consultation, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. No, that's awesome because yeah, that's, that's giving you another URL to create a pin to and it's bringing people to your website, not somebody else's website. So I love that. Yeah. And just like with all of this, we've talked about this before, but when you have an active blog, it is updating your website, which Google back to another big algorithm, Google wants (laughs) you to be refreshing your website a lot. So that's where it gets drives like local traffic probably too. Yes. Yes. It, it does. It all, it all helps. It all helps boost everything. And so, yeah. And I always encourage people. So like with that example you did with your press, like when you do include the link to the article, make sure it opens in a new tab. It's like a pet peeve of mine when somebody like, you know, links and then it, it takes you completely off of your website and takes you to the new one. It's no open in a new tab because we don't want people to lose you. We don't want them to yeah. lose your website. So Because you've already captured them and now you're just like, yeah. please leave. Which you're like, oh no. Because hopefully they're going to go and look at that feature, come back to Rebecca's page, maybe look at another blog post, maybe go, you know, that's the idea is to kind of keep them not trapped, but keep them digging Circulating. Deeper. Yes. Moving yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. So that way they are likely to end up on her contact page or to schedule a call or an appointment. You know, the longer th- we know that the longer they stay, the more likely they are to, you know, start going down the conversion pathway or to become like a loyal fan. Because some of these clients, like I've had people following along with me literally for years and mm-hmm. they're just now hiring me and I'm about to start year seven. So it takes a long lead up for some of these clients who are planning remodels for a very long time, saving up their money, you know, they're really, you, this Leveling is the pathway. Up. Yeah, like this is the pathway to keep them. And I know that we all love instant gratification, but you're not, this isn't about instant gratification. This is about keeping our pipelines full by making sure we always have viewers and people joining us and leads coming to our website because that no one, I, I mean, probably no one is actually going to see a pin on Pinterest, immediately book the call get a project like the odds of that are pretty slim so right right i mean pinterest is it's very top of funnel and and Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is you know it's it's just like when you go to google and you type something in the search bar you might not instantly buy it you're you're investigating but you do have Mm -hmm. intent so that's a big difference between pinterest and and the socials like instagram and facebook is when people go to Pinterest, they they have a different intention. They have the intention of learning or doing or investigating, but it is more of a... It's not that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It's not that instant intent. It's that, okay, I know in you know three years, I'm going to do a kitchen remodel. So I'm going to start dreaming now and I'm going to start 
you know, picking out things now and looking for a designer now and all those things. And so it is, you know, we sometimes refer to Pinterest as a slow burn because it, it, it does take a little longer because it is a search engine. But the beautiful thing about it is it's also very evergreen. So that content is there Mm -hmm. for years and that's amazing. I think we should talk more about that. What ever? Like how content? how long stuff lasts there on Pinterest? Oh, like, yeah, it's earth shattering. Well, I so when I first started, you know, back to the our house with the mold and stuff, and I think one of the first blog posts I did, I'm still that was five or six years ago. I'm still getting people clicking through from Pinterest because of that pin. So because they're going through it now and mm-hmm. looking for help. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, my my biggest repin that I didn't create, I think it's five years old. I mean, it's just this random pin of a outdoor pergola that I used as inspiration for mine, which by the way, I should, then that occurs to me, I should be sending pictures of my outdoor pergola that I actually mm-hmm. made optimizing mm-hmm. those pins and seeing what <laughs> happens because uh-huh. <laughs> I had a hard time finding inspiration to make mine. Okay, duh. <laughs> There's so many things like this. Yeah, like when you search it and can't find it for a client project, that means you're whatever you're doing, you can create the content around it. Oh, there's nothing about pergola content. Okay. Modern pergolas are really hard to find that aren't like crazy steel structures or... Yeah, Yeah, they are. And so that's a really good point, Rebecca, is like when you do, even if it's not your own pin, and that's something we're going to talk about in module two with looking at trends and analytics and stuff, is that you can gain so much insight into, like you just said, oh, I should maybe make a, maybe a micro blog post and a pin about the pergola that I made, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should. And it, it, it just, I don't know, it just something clicks in your brain and you're like, oh, wait, I should do that, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. No, I'm like, my brain is like spinning right now. I, because <laughs> Sean and I had a conversation about this recently. If you do start looking, if you have access to any analytics, whether it's your website or whatever platform, and you can see with people what people are searching for, it's, it's a gold mine of information, especially if they can't find it. It really um, is. So I want to go back really quick about microblogging because I know there's a lot of designers listening that are like, oh, screw you guys. Like you do not give me more work. Great, Yeah. One more thing to do. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not signing up for this, but, but you have a lot of ideas about these quick hit repurposing. So I think with a number one takeaway for me with Pinterest is you just repurpose the crap out of everything. Like Mm -hmm. you take one thing and you like rebake it 80 ways. Mm -hmm. So the, so tell us more thoughts because you have some ideas with how to use your Instagram content too. Oh, absolutely. You know, when I go on Instagram and I see these, you know, captions and they're basically, you guys, a lot of your captions are micro blogs. Mine are okay? so long. Yeah. Mine yeah. are always long stories. I, I'm always, my dear friend, she makes these amazing captions on Instagram and I'm like, and you turn that into a blog post, right? And she's like, oh no. I'm like, yeah, you should probably do that. So you guys, you just take your ca- your captions from your Instagram and create a little blog post and throw a couple pictures on there. And there it is. I mean, it's it doesn't have to be any harder than that. It really doesn't. And then and, pin that to Pinterest. And yes. And then you create the pins and everything that we you know talked about in module one and we'll talk about in module two to link people back to that little blog post. 
And that's what you should be doing for if, if you want to do some affiliates or yeah. if you are an affiliate for something, you do these little micro, micro blog posts, just like you would do for Instagram in a, in a post. And, and then you can create some pins for that and link people back to your, to your little blog post with, you know, your roundup of affiliate boob, products. Like boob lights, like I did. Yeah. Like, like I did two posts about boob light replacements. <laughs> um, they probably need to be updated, but yeah. So do you have to, okay. If you don't, if you're just like, I don't have a blog, I'm not going to do one. You can't make me. What else, <laughs> what else can they do? What else can you do? Well, you absolutely can do pins for your portfolio pages and you should. Yeah, yeah definitely. Again, I would hope that you would have, I'm, I'm assuming you would have a service page. You could do some for that. You could do some for your press. You're about trying to think if you do have a shop, obviously anything that you sell, you can do pins for Um, your opt-ins. I think I might've mentioned that if you have a, like a freebie or something that you're providing, you should be making pins for that. Yes. And then it's, yeah. Yeah, My favorite white paints. Yes, absolutely. So those are good options too. Okay. Okay. I, I feel ins- I have been blogging more lately just because of One Room Challenge, but I'm kind of inspired by it again and like having 2015 like throwbacks in a good way. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Do you think that's and- because the pressure's off a little bit of they don't all have to be four page, but you know, like memoirs that you're writing? <laughs> okay, well, let me know when I can accomplish that because... <laughs> I and I'm guilty of it too. Ones, but I do too. I know. I yeah. I sit down to write a blog post, and it's like a thesis and something. Yeah, it's I'm like, like okay, this is actually ten. Need to do that. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We just have a lot to say, but we don't always have to put everything. I do like the idea of breaking up really big topics into mm-hmm. multiple blog posts that are small and like exploring ideas little by little instead of putting all that pressure on us to do a ton of things. It's just, it's okay to explore in pieces. We don't have to bite off more than we can chew. And every little bit of content is just going to keep traffic moving to us, which is what we need to get new clients. We just need more people to see what we do. And then when you find something, you start throwing out some of these blog posts and you find something that sticks. So like mm-hmm. for me, it was, I, I, I will admit that I maybe tour countertop warehouses for fun because I just love slabs of stone. I just love them. <laughs> so for me, I had some countertop pins that really took off. And then it's like, oh yeah, duh. Okay. Well, let's let's do some spins on this. So then I started writing blog posts like one on marble, one on quartzite, one on quartz, one on, you know, and all of a sudden it's like I had more ideas for blog posts than I knew what to do with. So if you just get started and then you watch your analytics and Pinterest and you watch what's resonating with people. Yeah, it's just it, all of a sudden it's not so hard to come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really watching my own searches, especially when I'm in the middle of a client project. When I'm trying to find inspiration on something really specific that's in my head already, that should just be me creating that content. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and this is what we wrapped module one with. I am focusing on going back and data mining my existing stuff because I do have a blog that has bunch of old stuff on there. I just need to be going back and keyword optimizing things that I've already done because like I wrote blogs and said it and forget it. Nobody is going to studioplum.com blog without. Yeah, there's no reason to to be there. 
No. Right. So, but I don't have pins coming out of most of those posts. I don't have any way for them to really be found. So I'm going back and adding those graphics and pinning them and awesome. Yes. Inviting people basically. Yeah, because that's and that's eventually what you do. You know, you you get your blog posts or or whatever it is, you know, your press, whatever, portfolio. And then you're just constantly cycling through making pins for those URLs over and over and over. And Pinterest actually really likes that. So okay. So one thing that someone asked us, and we touched on it a little bit, but this idea of okay, that's all well and good if you have a shop and stuff, but what about just getting local business. Like I don't want people in I don't know, another state finding me because I don't have a service for them, for instance. Sure. Well, you can do a lot with... Okay. So going back to the fact that Pinterest is a search engine. So if you want to really focus in on your you know, region or territory that you serve, you can do a lot with keywords. So you know, you can say Sacramento interior designer or a Dallas interior designer, you know, whatever your area is. And through keyword research that, and if you, I'll preface it with, you're going to have to do it for a few months to kind of teach the algorithm that, hey, I'm focused in this region, but it will start to then show that content to people in that region. There's a great demographic tool in the analytics. So you can actually see you know, where people are from that are looking at your content, their age, their, their gender, their, all that good stuff. And if you wanted to take it a step further, you can do some small paid ads where you target specific areas as well. So Mm -hmm. there's several options for that. If you want to really focus in on, you know, a region for your services. Yeah, I started doing some searching about that because I was just curious if I typed in Sacramento interior designer. There were a lot of posts from a Los Angeles designer, no offense, Sean, who no, did not- work in Sacramento. And okay, great. But that they're probably not like actively pursuing more work in Sacramento. A lot of designers I'd never heard of, which that's fine too. But there I mostly I was just like, my eyes were open that, okay, this is prime for the picking. Because no one else is already occupying that space. Or if if there are, yeah, no one has locked down the entire discovery page on there. And there's still room for you. There's still room, really. Yeah. Because Pinterest changes what it gives you. If you were to search Sacramento Interior Designer, every day you search it, it's going to pull something different. It's not, it's, in that way, different than how Google is li- like likely to show you pretty much the same thing every time you search that. Pinterest is going to be trying to give you something dynamic and different every time because it wants you to stay there longer. And of course, Pinterest wants you to hopefully see some of their advertising that's on there. That's how they make money, which makes sense of why they want to capture you there longer. So that's an incentive for us to continue to be there to have new content because they they need it. And so for designers listening, when we've talked about like press opportunities where it's like press outlets need imagery, they need projects, Pinterest needs yeah. imagery also. They are they are, they need us to provide that. They can only create only so much from sponsored content that people, you know, advertisers are creating. So they really are depending on us. And there's room for us to get some good eye share of people who are on it if we're doing the right things. So 
I know that designers are busy and we do, like Rebecca said a couple times, we talk about this in part in the part one session, module one session about how do you save time? There's more there. We're not going to go too much into that because there really is... The short version is a lot of the initial work that you put into helping to optimize your Pinterest is saved and usable kind of over and over. So there is some... I want to make sure designers hear that of... It's not something you have to redo every single time you have a new image or a new board or a new something. It, there is a lot that is easy to recycle. So there is some, a little bit of rinse and repeat, right, Rebecca? Like, you can, yeah, like you can use some of this research and work that we talk about in module one over again because they, that's how it's built is to like work off of the, some of those things. So, it's not, in my sense, it's different than what we have to do in Instagram because I feel like Instagram would hate that if I kept reusing like pretty much the same like descriptions or captions over and over or the same imagery. Like eventually the algorithm there is going to stop showing my content to people. It's like, dude, this isn't TikTok. Yeah, like you're a spam account. Please, like, we don't want to see that anymore. And Pinterest is not built on the same platform. Or like, you know, like, like a. I'm noticing this a lot with singers on TikTok is when they uh-huh. launch a new song, they just redo the song and over and over 50 times. times. Yeah. Like Olivia Rodrigo comes out with a new song and she just sings it or lip syncs it like 50 times. But yes. TikTok's algorithm likes that. And I think Pinterest mm-hmm. is similar, right? So yeah. I don't really go on TikTok. <laughs> well, I just mean... I don't know. Just okay, so what do the... you know about TikTok? I'm <laughs> like, I know nothing about TikTok. Not this song, but let's say I just launched my new family room portfolio. Like that room, I can be repackaging in different pens over and over and over. Yes. So Pinterest wants to see that living room in every single version and different lighting and different angle that you possibly have. I mean, you can, I can literally take one picture and turn it into 80 pins for some client. Oh my God, you have client. such good examples in the workbook <laughs> about that, that I was like, yeah. what is different about it? Oh, it's like a highlights magazine. I'm like, like, you have to like yeah, I'm like, did you see I scooted it over a little bit? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yes, it is, it is very different. And the fact that, and I'm not an Instagram expert either, but I know, I think I know what you guys are saying. If you put something similar on there over and over and over, they'd be like, dude, you already posted this. Well, your audience, okay, girl, like we got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're over it. They and that's it. the difference. You're right. And you have to think about the user. Again, when you go into Pinterest marketing, you have to put yourself in the user's position. Most people don't go to Pinterest and go to somebody's profile. They go to the search right. bar. Mm-hmm. So it's just... So it's okay that you are putting 80 different versions of a living room design that you did on, on Pinterest because... Chances are they're not going to see the same pin. It's a big twice. ocean. Yeah, it's a big yeah. Pin yeah. ocean. Yeah. 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 If you made eight variables of one image, it's very unlikely that one person on Pinterest is going to see all eight in any. Yeah, they're not going to be that close together on their feed. They're no. never going to be like one after another. And so, the, unless they're really digging into pins you've created, like they're never going to see all that. Right. Which goes back to why it is more time efficient for designers to use it because it is just make one thing, tweak, 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 put it on different boards and mm-hmm. and you can easily train somebody else to do this for you. 
You can, yeah. <laughs> Team. Yeah. Or hire Leah. Or, or hire Leah. We'll talk about that more. We'll talk about that is... more, but yeah. Leah's already no. done all the research. Oh, I could just, yeah. The other day, I think I was talking to my family in keywords and they were like, what? I'm like, oh, that's a keyword. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Like, Mom, you're such a geek. Oh such my gosh. a weird way of saying that. Uh, well, and another thing to think of, you know, like with Pinterest is you're not just putting it in one place, you know, and I'm not dissing Instagram. I like Instagram and all that, but you know, yeah. you put it in one place. But with Pinterest, if you have a, you have a picture of a kitchen design you did. You put it in a kitchen cabinet board. You put it in a kitchen color board. You put it in a kitchen island board. You put it in kitchen lighting. You put it in dream kitchen. You put it in kitchens. I mean, you put it in 10 different places. So it's not just a one and done. You got to exciting. That's spread exciting. that baby out. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Cause I mean, I spent five hours making a voiceover reel the other day and I was like, how do people do this? Is anyone going to watch it? It's insane. I mean, I'm sure there was some user error, but it's crazy. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to do that. Yeah. What Another I could thing- do in Pinterest in five hours, like I could make a thousand. Dude, yeah, totally. And, and you can schedule those out, you know, sit down, block off a chunk of time. Everybody's like, I don't have time to do this. Well, you can pre-schedule it. So, you know, there's been times where for clients, you know, I knew we had a vacation coming up or something and you can schedule all that stuff ahead of time and then you can forget about it. And it gets posted when it's supposed to get posted. And it's a beautiful thing. No, it yeah, there's exciting. like a it's, less pressure. Yeah. Less pressure. And just exciting because we already have content. If you are active on Instagram, better if you have a blog too. If you have stuff out there that you probably have not made work on Pinterest yet. So that's what's exciting to me is I don't have to use my brain. This is like perfect <laughs> couch and the crown time. Like <laughs> I can just kind of do stuff and not fail, you know? Oh, I love it. So Leah, speaking of having someone on your team do it or having you do it, what is sort of the ideal designer who should be reaching out to you? My my ideal client, interior designer client, is somebody that you know that they're they're established and they're ready to start sharing you know what they've done, but they also don't understand Pinterest, don't want to learn how to do Pinterest, <laughs> and they're just like you know what, please take care of this for me. But I really, truly, I I just I have a passion for. I, I get so frustrated when I see people with so much talent. And they are not able to share and get exposure to their talent. And so mm-hmm. I really, if I can just help somebody get that, get their work seen, that's really what I enjoy doing. So I, I've worked with all kinds of people, you know, people that want to be somewhat involved, people that want to be completely hands off. But um, I just always encourage people to reach out to me. And I love jumping on a Zoom call with people and just, you know, chatting about their business and seeing where they're needing help. And you know how I could possibly help them. What what they have going for them now. What they you know could use help with going forward. Just sure. those kind of things. Do you ever and, tell people like, no, you're not ready for this yet, or go do this first? I don't know. Is there a um, scenario ha- like that? Yeah, I have met with a few people that you know they just don't have very much on their website, and I would say that's the one thing that holds you back from a strong. Pinterest marketing campaign is if you 
you need to have a few URLs to be able to publish pins to. I just, mm-hmm. I just see that. I mean, you don't have to have many, but you need to have some. You need to have more than two or three. <laughs> and and sometimes people just only have two or three, you know, and, and that's okay. You're just getting started. But I would encourage those people to, you know, build out their website a little bit more. So we just had a little bit more to work with getting started. Because if they did have a blog, so that's like a good case for creating a blog because they don't have a portfolio yet, probably. Mm-hmm. So start creating like content that can attract people to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And let's say you have, you know, you've done a few projects, but maybe you don't have, you know, enough photos to really feel like to justify having a portfolio page for that project. Then create that blog post and have, you know, the two or three photos that you do have for that project. So there's ways around. You just have to get creative with your thinking of how you can get your content on your website and the different ways you can do that. You offer a couple different ways that designers could work with you. I don't. Can you just say a couple different types of things that you've done for others? I I know that over time some of this changes for a lot of businesses, but it, I think it might help designers to know that there's different ways to get help with Pinterest. Yeah, absolutely. And I fully recognize that everybody is in a different stage in their business. And so I I offer... My main service I offer is a monthly management full service. So it's that's if you want to be totally hands-off and you just want me to take care of it for you. That's my monthly management package. But I also have people that come to me and they're like, Hey, I, I know Pinterest is important and I know I should be on Pinterest. But I'm just, you know, I either don't have the budget or I don't have my my website built out enough yet for monthly management services. And so they've asked me to do like an account audit for them. So I can, you know, do an audit of your account and give you um, strategies on what to fix and how to fix it. I've also had people hire me where I go in and I optimize the account, which I'll be honest, like optimizing account is where a lot of the work is. So a lot of the Sounds keyword like a lot research, of work. it is a lot of work. It is. And so they're like, I want to be able to manage it going forward, but I don't know how to set it up the right way. And I'm like, all right, so I'll go ahead and set it up for them and optimize it. And then I we do a Zoom call when we're done and I teach them what to do going forward. So that's another option. And then I also have people that just, you know, just need a strategy session, you know, just just need some insight into what's happening now. Pinterest is always, I mean, and I mean always, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. tech. They're always updating and changing. And, you know, one minute you're supposed to be making idea pins and then the next minute you're not. And then you're supposed to be doing this or that. Or So a lot of times I'll just do strategy sessions with people too. So yeah, I have different options because I try... I have a really hard time telling somebody no. So I'm like, we'll we'll figure out a way. I'll figure out a way to help you, whatever Relatable. you know, whatever you're needing. <laughs> yeah. We've we've done that same kind of story. That so what's really refreshing to hear about that is because you're in a, a totally different kind of realm of the like the services we provide. But mm-hmm. it's still that same idea of wanting to be of service to people. And if there is a way that we can help people and we have the time and the bandwidth, I love that spirit of helping that you're mentioning in what you do, which is if there's a way I can and I have the capacity to do it, I, I will see if there's a way to help people with that. And I think that that's really something that a lot of designers relate to in that yeah. we get clients who aren't a fit for our full service design, but mm-hmm. there may be another option for them or someone we can refer them to. And I think it's 
it just shows that we're there's a a spirit of compassion to others and wanting to be of service if we can and your experience is extremely valuable so thank you i appreciate it yeah and i'm sure you're wonderful to work with in the pinterest side of things because we've gotten the opportunity to work with you on the masterclass so she's really great you guys she's very, very nice and very... I just geek out a little. Helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but we you do also... too on stuff like tile or, or or textiles. So your thing is Pinterest and that right. makes sense. I know. I love it. And I love that you're like kind of unflappable. You know that you're like, sometimes you're like, like you'll look up and th- on the Zoom and my eyes are like rolling in my Based. head. You're like, okay, I went too far. <laughs> Tell me too what deep. you need help with. But that's... <laughs> I don't know, but you're like, you'll make it, you'll explain it and it'll all make sense because you know so much. Like, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Very helpful. (laughs) Where can the hotties find you if they're looking to find out more information, Leah? Yeah, absolutely. You can just go to leahreinert.com. It's L-E-A-H-R-E-I-N-E-R-T.com. Or you can send me an email at leah at leahreinert.com. Yeah. And we're going to link to your website in the show notes and to your Pinterest on the show notes. And the masterclass is available on our shop, shop.youngdesignersclub.com in partnership with Leah. So that is available now. Yeah. We'd love to see the hotties. If you're listening to this live in real time when it publishes, we'd love to see you in session two after you've had a chance to listen to what we did in session one. And and catch you real time. But if not, we'll catch you on the recorded sessions that are in the shop after those live sessions. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Leah, so much for being with us today. This has been fantastic. Oh, thanks, you guys. You guys are so fun. I love it. (laughs) We try. (laughs) Well, until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for listening to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. For more on what we talked about today, check out the show notes. Your support helps us grow, so share with your design besties. And subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our conversations continue on Instagram. And be sure to download our monthly resources on our website and our Patreon. 